Welcome to the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, a weekly broadcast sponsored by CVC Coaching, hosted each week by industry speaker, coach, author, and educator, Jerry Eisenhower. Our presentations are produced to assist business owners and managers in turning their business dreams into their business realities. And now, here's your host, Jerry Eisenhower. And welcome. I want to thank you once again to another episode of the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. This is sponsored by CBC Coaching, and we put this on every week. And our whole reason for doing this is to supply you with some great guests, great people that can help you in your business world and can help you do what we call turn your business dreams into your business realities. And again, this week, we've got a great guest. And I met this guy a few months ago. I have never spoken to him face-to-face. It's all been either email, we've texted, we've talked on the telephone, and we've gotten to know each other pretty good. And to go further, when I first heard about this guy, I had one of my clients who was in his market area. I said, hey, man, I want you to go over and tell me if this this guy's for real. Because, you know, it's kind of, you know, that's what you want to do when you meet what you call a networking guy and someone you would recommend for other people to listen to. So I sent this client over, and after he had the meeting, he come back, he said, man, I'm sold, really. And he started telling me things about this guest that I had no idea about actually going into this because I'd heard about him through some of the HVAC and plumbing various networking groups I belong to. But his name is Trevor Flanagan. So we're going to talk here today with Trevor, and the first thing I want you to know about Trevor is Trevor has a tremendous background in the HVAC industry, and he'll tell you more about that as we get into this, and I think there's some strengths he can offer to you in challenges challenges of recruiting people. So Trevor, are you out there with me and ready to rock today? I'm here for you. There you go. So the first thing I want to know is, Trevor, like I said, we got acquainted from your present business model you're working in, but I'd like to know a little bit how you how you came to be in the HVAC industry and what you, you know, then we'll talk about your role in it, but tell me what drew you to the HVAC plumbing home maintenance service contracting businesses that you worked in. Sure. That's a great question. So I kind of fell into it and I think a lot of successful people have done the same thing is uh, mine was actually a Craigslist. I was looking to work with a small business. That's really where I wanted to kind of find myself. And I saw a Craigslist ad for somebody hiring an office manager in a plumbing HVAC company locally. And I I applied for it and I got the job. And they've been, you know, they were they were doing fine. They were a profitable company, but they were kind of sitting around the same spot in sales for a while. And um, I came in and I quickly looked around and I saw a lot of weaknesses that I knew I could fix based on my my previous life. I turned over unprofitable districts for Aldi, the grocery store. And so I was pretty good at spotting out things that were maybe not as run as well as they probably could have and uh, changing them, developing, you know, standard operating procedures. And so I took that company from 8 million to 21 million in four years with 22% EBITDA, which is kind of a crazy number for, for the industry. And, uh, you know, they recently sold last year for over $30 million. And so I was along for that ride. But as they were approaching the sale, I knew that, you know, I kind of lived my life there and it was time for me to do something of my own. 
Got you covered. So tell me about your role at this company. And so people will know, I believe this was in the Kansas City market area. Tell me what you did in this company. You went to work there as an office manager, but actually what were your day-to-day -day duties and what were your strengths? What did you bring to the table for these people? Sure. So I came in as the office manager and it was kind of funny. I saw some weaknesses that I knew I could fix and I made a deal with the owner. I said, hey, if I can um, grow this business 20% this year, um, doing X, Y, and Z, I'd like a promotion and I'd like more money. And, uh, you know, I, I hit my numbers. You know, I've always asked for promotions that way. And I've always told people that's how they need to approach a promotion is make it a win-win. Go to your owner, say, hey, I'm going to give you a no-lose scenario. If I hit these numbers, then I'd like more money and a better position. And if I don't hit them, then you don't have to lose. And, um, you know, I, I, I set a pretty high bar. And so I did that a couple of times. So I went from office manager, operations manager, then operations manager, general manager. Um, and, you know, I was there over, over all four years. But as the general manager, I, was, I wore a lot of hats. Um, I, I managed the whole company, um, marketing, HR, finance, um, you know, warehouse, you name it, I, I kind of oversaw it. Um, I will say I hired a lot of managers too, but one area that I managed myself the entire time was the, uh, what we call the call center, the CSRs, the customer service reps. I managed one-on-one -on -one myself and I never hired a customer service manager because I felt it was probably the most impactful part of the business that people don't really give as much love to as they should because they touch your vendors, they touch your customers, and they touch your technicians all day long as far as uh, you know being able to impact that part of the business so I uh, you know I, I always kept that that piece to myself even as I was hiring HR managers finance managers uh, marketing managers um, and, and it seemed to work well for me I don't know if that's the right approach for everybody but I, I love managing those people and it's definitely segued into what I do today I understand so you know, this company grew. That's a pretty phenomenal number. You said something about in the low millions and went and what it sold for. So how did that happen? What, what did you do to make this country, this company grow in such an exponential manner that undoubtedly the owners retired very wealthy? So what, what did you do, Trevor? What was, what was it? How did all this happen? Yeah, there's, you know, there's no magic bullet. But like I said, my background was, uh, you know, turning over unprofitable stores. And Aldi, I don't know if you guys have them in your areas, but Aldi's are, uh, you know, a smaller concept. They have no more than 10 employees. Like it's a, it's a lot of small businesses is what I managed ultimately. But I managed them with a standard operating procedures of a very, very large billion dollar company. So um, it allowed me to understand that, um, there's no such thing as a broken business. There's just uh, processes that either haven't been created or aren't being followed. And so coming into the blue collar side with my background, um, I just looked around and I was like, well, it just doesn't seem like, you know, there's consistency here. And so, like I said, there's no magic bullet, but I'd say consistency and a, a culture of creating consistency is what really creates some phenomenal growth. So you see a lot of owners nowadays and I talk to them every week and they say that they just, you know, they're putting out fires all day long. It's almost like a badge of honor for some of these guys. Oh, I put out fires all day long. And it's, you know what, I wasn't hired to be a firefighter. I was hired to be a businessman. And 
whenever you put on your businessman hat, your job is to create standard operating procedures and you need to write them down. You need to educate everybody on what they are because if you wanna turn a small business into a Starbucks one day, Starbucks is the same whether you get it in Italy or you get it in Kansas City. And the reason is because they have a book you open and they know how to do every little piece of the business. And so, you know, when it, you come to the end of the day and you have a lot of standard operating procedures, your people should know exactly how to answer the phone. It doesn't matter if it's Cheryl or if it's, you know, Jim that answers the phone. Here's how we do it in our office. And here's what we say to the customer. And here's how we give the dispatch fee. And then we know exactly how to dispatch. So there's a standard operating procedure on how to get the right technician to the right job. Here's how we answer the door. Um, you know, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put on my booties and I'm going to have you walk me over to what it is. And it doesn't matter if it's Kyle or if it's Dave that comes to the house, they're going to get the exact same treatment. Um, here's how we, we, uh, we tr stock our trucks. Here's the, um, how we diagnose the the issue here's how we give options to the customers here's how we ask for reviews handle customer complaints every single part of the business needs to be documented and it needs to be consistent and the follow-through needs to be one in which you hold people accountable for doing it correctly because that's the difference between a small business and a big business and people just don't understand how valuable it is um, I paired you know all of that consistency with excellent marketing and planned it all out and executed that really well week after week year after year and you know it's been it's it seems sounds simpler than it is but um you know it's also that not that complicated either well you know you're touching my heart you know from knowing me that sop standard operating procedures that's one of the areas then I know you've read my book, uh, Standardizing Standard Operating Procedures, but I think that was one of the things that me and you connected on. Now, one mm -hmm. of the things that I've learned about you is you had to recruit, onboard, and train people. And you also know this is a key thing that I'm working on, been working on for a while. We've launched a new educational platform. I've got a new book coming out on how blue-collar owners and managers do these things. So... Tell me about how do you tell, what do you tell a company that wants to grow today in this challenging world of people saying, I can't find anybody to work for me or nobody wants to work. This is the constant overriding theme. And one of the things I tell them is, well, first of all, I don't think you're fishing in the right pond. Number two, I don't think you're fishing with the right bait. So you're not going to catch the trophies. So what does Trevor tell people? What advice do you give them on this big challenge they have for growing, which is recruitment, onboarding, and training? You know, I don't think uh, it's that hard. And that's what I tell them to their face. So I've been speaking nationally on how to recruit for um, a lot of different associations in front of very large crowds. And, you know, it's really not as hard as you think it is. It's just not as much fun as you want it to be. And that's what I tell people because it's true. I mean, I hired 150 technicians. Um, most of them had experience prior in four years, 150 technicians. Like you think, you know, if you're looking at the fact that I know in the chimney sweep industry, an average truck is about 200,000, you know, that's a pretty big business if you can keep a hundred of those people. Um, towards the end, I had 75 trucks and some of those were two man trucks that we had on the road. And it was incredible um, how much work we did. But recruitment is one piece of the business that's a little bit more art than it is science. You can develop standard operating procedures on a lot of the parts of the recruitment piece. And I got a sneak peek at Jerry's book, and I think it's great for 
taken a lot of that back into uh, uh, into the workplace and into your own manual. You just have to tweak a few things, but he's done a lot of the work for you if you read that book when it comes out. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the art part of recruitment is hard. And what I tell people is owners need to think about recruitment like they're adding another trade. Now, in my world, it's pretty common to be a plumbing company and add HVAC or be a HVAC company and add plumbing or even electrical. Um, and all three of those have different business models and the companies have to adapt when they bring them on. You know, the who, what, where, when, why, how of a business model still applies. And if you think of recruitment, as far as a business model, you need to think about the who, what, when, where, when, why, how. And so who's going to do it? I argue that it should be the owner or the general manager that does most of the recruitment because, you know, whenever you're sending somebody to, uh, you know, you know, sell a big job, maybe multiple fireplace linings or whatever, you're going to send your best salesperson to the biggest job and the best job. And I say that the owner is the best person to sell their company. Who's more passionate than, than the owner about why it's good to work for you. And whenever you look about moving the needle of an organization and you're wondering, okay, now what can I do to move the needle for my company the most? Well, it's recruitment because whenever it comes down to revenue, it's easy to get more calls. It's easy to do the marketing piece. That's all a formula. And, you know, Jerry can help you with that. I mean, that's pretty simple as far as you spend X amount of money on marketing on X uh, pieces of marketing and you can get X amount of calls. That's easy. Um, the hard part is getting technicians and trucks so you can take those calls and actually have someone to perform them. And that, that's where um, a really solid owner that knows how to market and knows how to put his time into it can really make an impact. So I would say, um, you know, making sure the owner does it and then why should they come work for you? Figure out the marketing. Who are you looking for and how are you going to do it? Um, are all pieces that you need to address before really starting to take a stab at recruitment. This isn't something that you can do half-heartedly, or, or it's not something that you can do um, when you're busiest of the season, because most of the time in blue collar, we want the best people. And unfortunately, the best people um, are going to be looking for work when the small little mom and pop shop chimney cleaners are going to be um, at their slowest and that's also when you're at your slowest but you have the overhead hopefully that you can absorb that in training and get some really good guys I actually I had a, a, a moment of awakening um, about three years ago when I tried to hire somebody and it turned out that he had applied to my company uh, three months prior whenever we weren't busy and I asked him what happened and he said well I applied to your company but you know it was February and you guys weren't busy and uh, you know you didn't you didn't ever call. And so I went and worked for this other company. And it was a moment, it was a light bulb moment for me as far as, okay, so it's not on my schedule. Like, it, you know, a good employee is a lot like a good customer. And it doesn't, you know, you can't tell a customer, hey, I'm going to come and see you, but it's going to be about two months from now. They're just going to find somebody else. And a good employee is the same way. You got to be responsive and you got to hire on their schedule. And unfortunately, it costs a little bit of money. But if you cost that into your job year round, um, you can absorb that. And um, that's a, something I had to learn the hard way. And I learned it fast. And I hope that you guys kind of learn from my own mistake there. You know, Trevor, that brings me back some words of wisdom that a guy shared with me one time. Because, you know, in my line of work, I see a lot of people and I see these certain strengths that people have. So this guy was what I called an immaculate manager. He hired people on 
and he was always able to get his crews really going. And I asked him, he said, well, I think one of the things is, Jerry, is I'm always looking for good people. If I find a good person, I'll find a place for them. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of times I think we try to wait till the business is perking at that level and we're never going to grow. So I think the progressive manager does exactly what you're talking about because you just gave the case of you, you passed up an opportunity because you weren't ready at that point, but if you'd have brought him in. But let's move on because I think, you know, I want to take it to where I met you and how I met Trevor. Like I said, I listen to podcasts and networking groups outside the chimney industry because I just don't work in this industry. So, and I get a lot of information. So one day I was listening to a podcast uh, or, excuse me, a webinar, and it was about a new way and how to bring more customers to your business through your website. So, you know, we're always looking to do this. And so they started talking about a new process and the company that they were recommending to do this, Trevor was the person there. So I reached out to Trevor and I said, Trevor, number one, I don't know who you are, but this is what I do. And it sounds like you have a very interesting concept here. And so tell me more about it. And he did. And like I said, I sent one of my clients to speak to him that was in the same town. And he come out and he said, I'm sold. And that's been his, and what he's going to talk about, I'm sure that, um, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're going, you know, that they're, they're seeing more work from this. Since then, three more of my clients have also signed up for this service. So, Trevor, I want, this is kind of like the initial rollout for you in the chimney service industry. You're going to be in Portland, Oregon at the NCSG convention. But I'd like you to tell people, what is this process that you have developed and it's not a new website, guys. This is not building a new website. I want to make this very evident. This works with your existing website. So, Trevor, let's talk about the service you're providing now to home maintenance service contractors that I think is going to be phenomenal for chimney sweeps. And, in fact, it's supposed to be installed on my website today as we're recording this. So it's all yours, Trevor. Tell us about this. Sure. So uh, thanks for giving me time to be a little promotional. Um, home service chat is uh, we're, we're managed live chat for contractors, websites. You know, it, it's uh, the pop up chat on your website. If you go to, uh, you know, your cell phone provider, it's a little person that pops out from the side and says, hey, what are you looking for? And what we found is that people like chatting on websites. They like being able to have someone that engages them and they can ask a question to. And I thought it was crazy when I first heard about it. Pop-up chat on a contractor's website. In fact, my buddy started the company and he uh, he tried to convince me that I needed it on my home service um, website. And I thought he was crazy, but I saw his company continue to grow. And then I tried to do it in-house and I found that there's actually people on our website that do, do like doing this. And we we're kind of ruined by um, Apple and REI and you know Sprint all of these big old companies that are able to provide this in-house, um, they're able to, uh, to facilitate it. And they don't, you know, customers learn to love it from those big guys, but they don't give us slack for being, uh, you know, a small mom and pop shop or a small business, you know. And so at the end of the day, 
the reason why we do it is because only 5% of people that come to your website actually call and book an appointment. That means 95% of people are coming to your chimney website and are leaving. That is unbelievable because you don't end up on a chimney website on accident. You end up there because you're interested in maybe getting a, uh, your chimney fixed or getting a new chimney or whatever the case might be. And so we, uh, you know, what we found that if we put this chat on your website and we pop up and engage people that are on your website, maybe shopping or browsing, we end up getting about 40% more leads from a, an existing website. We build front end value, which um, statistics have shown leads to more money when customers are actually at the point of sale. And we're able to protect the brand of the company we chat for because you know a lot of people most oftentimes go to a company's website before they go to any review platform and so if we can catch them while they're on your website while they're mad before they get to Yelp or Google or wherever they're gonna go to to leave a review then we can kind of uh, augment that before you have to beg somebody to take that poor review off and so we're doing so many things and right now we're really differentiating companies and making them look uh, way bigger than they are and adding more value than their customers knew was available. And the people that are using our service are seeing tremendous return on investment. Okay, understand. Now, so everybody understands what this means is, to put it in the really simple terms, that when somebody goes to your website, there's a little window pops up. And there's a live operator that comes on and will say, how may I help you? Now, this live operator has been schooled on the basic questions, but what the live operator's responsibility is not to book appointments, okay? Don't go there. Their job is to get a relationship started, to capture information that this customer gives them. And the customer may ask, well, you know, do you sweep chimneys? But one of the things that I did when I saw that Trevor had was going to develop this for the chimney service industry, then I wanted to help Trevor. So what I did was I have shared my entire call scripting strategies with Trevor's operators. And when I established and they went to mine, I gave them an FAQ. What's the frequently asked questions? But the key thing is where we have a way to capture that person. And I looked at it this way. It's just like walking into a store. If someone doesn't say, hey, how are you doing today? Or how may I help you? If they don't reach out and extend a hand to start building this relationship, the chances are that person's gonna walk right back out the door. Think of yourself, when you go to a store and you're walking in and you're being ignored, are you going to buy? So the whole thing was here, this was a way to capture this website visitor. Now, Trevor, feel free to add to that or correct me if I'm wrong in any of my interpretation of this service. No, you handled it extremely well. I mean, whenever I managed my company, we were very aggressive at um, training the CSRs. Like I told you, I managed them myself. And so we trained on overcoming the objection, controlling the conversation, building value, using empathy to build more value and active listening. We had an extremely high booking rate because of this, and that training translate, really, translates really well to chat. All of our chat specialists are in-house here in Kansas City, which means nobody's working from home or watching Netflix while they're supposed to be chatting for your company. 
We have a full-time trainer on staff to train on both technical and sales skills. And our chat specialists have very challenging metrics they need to hit. Um, and we have coaches that meet with them one-on-one -on -one every week to help them improve or get them out the door if they're not, not the right fit. We're pretty intense about making sure that people are chatting as good or better than your own people would. And we're able to do it 24-7 here from Kansas City, but we sound like you. And not only that, but we developed out very, very expensive software, um, was, which we paid for finally last year, which cost uh, almost a million dollars, which allows us to have kind of a cheat sheet for every organization we chat for so we can look like them, sound like them, and have custom scripting that allows us to make ourselves sound like them. And not only that, but I'll take it a step further. Um, we found that whenever we have somebody that's looking at looking for you know chimney lining or whatever, um, we find if we send over a lead just by email, they might not respond to it for 15, 20 minutes. But we want to be able to increase the conversion on that dramatically. And so what we do is we have a call center and right here in Kansas City as well. And so as soon as we're done with the chat, um, our chats, our, our call connectors is what we call them over on the other side of the building. They call that customer within minutes of the chat ending as if they are the company they're chatting for. And so they might say, hey, this is Trevor with Flues Brothers. I'm so sorry you're having issues with your chimney and we're going to go ahead and get you real taken care of immediately. Let me get my scheduling coordinator on the line. We would then call that company and then we would say, hey, you know, CSR, we've got somebody on the line right now. They have one chimney lining. I'm going to go ahead and transfer them over right now. And so your, your office is talking to that customer within minutes of the chat ending, which dramatically increases your conversion rates because it allows you to shut down that shopping process. And the information we already gathered from the customer, which you get via email while you're on the phone with them, um, is first name, last name, phone number, email, and physical address. Now, if you get that much information from a customer, they're your customer. Uh, we recently had somebody down in San Diego tell us that 86% of the chats that we handle turn into a technician inside the home, which is huge. Like, you know, that varies on the, the training and skill level from company to company as far as dispatching, but 86% inside the home is as good as somebody calling your office because there's a loss between someone booking an appointment and you actually getting a technician there. And 86% is phenomenal. Well, you know, Trevor, one of the things that I've always, and I consider that the CSR is responsible for most of the business because the CSR is the person that's getting the invitation to come across my customer's threshold, which is the hardest thing there is. When you're in sales, many times, the hardest thing to do is be able to cross the customer's threshold. And when you just said that about an 80% probability of getting that invitation, because see, that's where commerce begins. Commerce in a service business starts whenever you get that. But another additional thing about this is for every person that visits your website that is now given an email address, you now have them in your marketing funnel. And now they might be shopping today, but if you've got your marketing system built up, if you've got your funnel working and a funnel is what that's what funnels the customers you have a what you have suspects the suspects fall into the funnel 
those now become prospects and at the bottom of this funnel you're going to cycle out a customer and if you're really lucky you're going to turn the customer into a client and the difference in a customer and a client is a customer spends money with me once a client spends money over and over and builds mm. a lifetime value of that customer now for people to see what this is about Trevor, I don't want to give them your customers' names because I don't want our customers being, I don't want your customers flooded. But I know this is hooked up on your website for your company. So if you want to see how this works, Trevor, give them your website and you can go and watch how quickly someone will be coming up in a window and saying, how may I help you? Yeah, it's super simple. It's just www.homeservicechats.com. So it's home service. CHATS.com. So people are happy with this. What's your retention rate with your clients? I mean, you know, we get people in. Do you have a high retention rate with the people that engage your services? Yeah, our retention rate is over 99% right now. It's kind of unbelievable for a service that doesn't have any contracts. Um, so you know, you heard that right. We don't have any contracts and 99% of our customers stay with us. That's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So like I said, this is not anything to tell you to switch your website company. This is not saying switch to another service. This is, this is adding a 24 hour, seven day a week customer service representation so what do you need to know about a company? What information does that company need to give you to engage where this is going to work? What do they need to hear? What, do you, what does your company need to know about me as the customer? You know, as your customer, what does your people need to know to answer our prospects' questions? It's a great question. I mean, so a couple answers to that. One, I added vendors all the time running my company and I was so tired of it being like adding a second job, uh, just trying to get somebody, just trying to give someone money. It was hard and it's like, it shouldn't be that hard to give someone money to take care of something for me. And so, you know, for us, um, as far as people getting started, it's real simple. You just, uh, we have a credit card. We take a credit card over the phone for our startup fee and then um, we send over about a 20 minute survey that's really simple and then we do all the rest of the work. We work with your website provider and we go back and forth and keep you in the loop, but we, you don't have to do any extra work. Um, in that survey, you're able to give us as much or as little information as you want to make us sound more like you. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable how good we are at, at doing that piece of it. And um, it's also a living document that very expensive agency software I talked about that kind of holds the cheat sheet for your company is a living document. You can tell us, you know, we just had a customer recently over in California had a big special going on that it was their 40th anniversary and they were giving out 40 gifts. And so they kept us very much in the loop as they were doing that. So as people came to their website, wanting their specials and wanting their gifts that they were giving out, um, and it was specific to different customers' names too. They told us that information and we were able to handle that for them without any problem. Another good example is uh, down in Houston, whenever they're having those hurricanes, we had several clients down there that they had to, uh, you know, uh, it seems like uh, service companies get a lot more work no matter what the natural disaster is. And hurricanes were making even our HVAC companies work double duty. And 
you know, we were able, their CSRs couldn't get out of their own house and they couldn't answer the phones. So they just directed everybody to their website and we were able to be their customer service department and told them, you know, we try and help them as soon as possible, but they were blown away with how well we handled it, um, given the special circumstance that they were put in. And, you know, it's those kind of issues and those kind of special um, nuances that we're designed to handle because we're a white glove service, you know, we're, we're premium. Right. So we're going to be, you're going to be doing a, I'm going to call it a reveal, Trevor. You're going to be launching, even though you're in the chimney service industry, you're going to Portland, Oregon, you've secured a booth, you'll be in the trade show, but you're going to do something special there. And we're going to share in this together a little bit because you're going to do a little presentation I'm going to do. But first of all, we're going to tell them what you've cooked, what you've planned for Portland, Oregon to help people understand how this program works. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want to give away too much, but I'm glad you asked. So we will be holding a training, Jerry and I will on Friday morning of the uh, Friday morning of the convention at the hotel. We've got a room all set up for you know 100 people, and we're going to be serving breakfast and coffee. And um, if nothing else, come down and get some breakfast and coffee uh, with us, and we will educate on. Um, how to make monumental steps towards growing your business this year. And that, you know, there's, there's a dime a dozen as far as, um, you know, these kind of things, people say, well, we're, we're going to change your life and we're going to grow your business, but I don't do anything unless I'm going to do it all in. And I'm going to bring some really good material. I know Jerry's bringing some good material and we are going to add so much value in just two hours that every company that attends should easily be able to add another couple million dollars to their top line. I've done it before, and I know I can help these companies. Yeah. So what you're going to be seeing is we'll be sending out invitations. And what we're going to ask you to do is RSVP us. Like I said, we have a class, we have a room size limit. But if you can't be at that meeting because we're finding out there is uh, another event going on at the same time, we are going to record this. So if you can't join us there, you know, we're going to have the recordings afterwards where you can still get this. This will be posted after we've done there. But come to there or go to go into the trade show and meet Trevor. Like I said, it'll be my first time actually meeting you face to face. You and I have communicated a lot. And I'll tell you something, folks. I don't recommend people lightly and I don't recommend services lightly. But I think this is going to be a... This is going to be a tremendous tool. Now, like any tool, you have to use it. You have to engage it. But I think it's like he said, I see the potential for phenomenal growth by using some of these new tools that we're rolling out this year. And that's what we do at CBC. We look out on the horizon and we look for people like Trevor and we look for companies that can bring new things. Now, my client base has been aware of this, and, and several of them have engaged this. So it's going to go out to the industry. So find out more about that. So, Trevor, uh, here's my last question. You've been watching the chimney industry pretty intent for a few months now, ever since the day I, the, for the first time we connected. So you're seeing frustrations. You're seeing the frustrations that people have. Uh, so, you know, Trevor's been on a couple of the Facebook groups. We added him to Professional Chimney Sweep Forum. And the reason being so he could learn what people needed. But right now, here's my question to you. You know, what would be your advice to anyone listening? 
and they're in this industry. They want to turn their business dreams into their business realities. That's a byline, a tag wart line we've used for years. What's Trevor Flanagan's advice to do this? A guy that has, he has grew in a HVAC business at a phenomenal level. What would you tell the chimney service companies of America, Trevor? I would tell them not to be creative. I see on these chimney sweep forums that everybody's trying all these things, trying things uh, brand new, things that have you know never been done before, and they're trying to uh, grow their business that way. Well, the residential service industry is a beautiful thing, and we're so segmented that customers rarely overlap. Um, that that allows us to do things that other industries can't. We can see who's doing it successful, uh, pick their brain and just copy what they're doing almost exactly because we don't have the same customer base. And also do what your coaches tell you and don't think you know better than them because I, 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 that's probably one of the things that helped us grow more in my HVAC business than anything else is we had an exceptional coach and where it was actually our owner's brother and he'd been telling his brother what to do for years and his brother always thought he knew better. And whenever I took over, kind of took the reins over and I was kind of managing the operations of the business, I just did what he told me to because he, he interacts with businesses like me all over the country all day long every day. And if he says, this is what you do, I'm not gonna try and be creative and try and do it a little bit differently or try and adapt it to what I think it should be. I'm gonna do what he tells me to do. This isn't rocket science and everyone thinks they have a better way of doing X, Y, Z, but it's not necessary. Just follow the formula, figure out the formula, and you'll be way better off. Well, Trevor, I hope that I've been able to influence you some since we've been together, since we've talked a lot. I hope some of the things that I talk about have been helpful to you because I know we've talked about ways for you to take your business to another level also. So let's finish this up, Trevor. And people want to get in touch with you, find out about your company, tell them your contact information and the website. Let's repeat that again but let's make sure they know how to get in touch with you and spell your name, so make sure they get it right, okay? Yeah, it's Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R, at homeservicechats.com. So again, that's Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R, at homeservicechats, H-O-M-E-S-E-R-V-I-C-E-C-H-A-T-S.com. Shoot me an email. Even if you don't want my chat, chat service and you just want to talk and kind of shoot the breeze, I'm happy to do that too because we've got a very full functioning organization here. I mean, this chat company, Home Service Chats, has grown from six employees to 75 in the last year. Um, so we're doing okay, and I've got really smart people that are kind of handling a lot of the business. I just want people to chat with. So uh, have conversations with over the phone. So feel free to uh, reach out, send me an email, and we'll connect. Yeah, one of the things I also know, you're doing a lot of presentations around the country on recruitment into the industries you're working with. So that's one of the strength areas that we see from Trevor with our involvement. Uh, like I said, we consider his company and we consider Trevor to be a networking partner of ours. In fact, Trevor's going to be posting some, he's going to be posting some courses on our educational platform in his areas of specialty, which will be in recruitment, training, those type of things. So those are going to be management level uh, courses. 
and that is on the CBC Basecamp learning platform that we've recently released. So you should be able to find that. We'll be in Portland, and we'll, and we'll be at the convention in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania in a couple weeks. So we're rolling our educational learning platform out this year. And Trevor's one of the guys looked at. Trevor, what do you think of this platform we're developing? I think it's amazing. I, you know, I work in a lot of industries, and this is a little bit more advanced than anything I've seen out there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed, and I hope um, that everybody else utilizes it to the fullest because it's a, it's a cash cow. It'll help you grow for sure. Yeah, we have really put a program together, and now we your your employees' classroom is now can be right in the palm of their hand with this process. So anyway. I want to thank you for joining us here again today at the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. This is sponsored by CBC Coaching. Look us up. Check out our new Basecamp learning platform and let us know how we can help you take and turn your business dreams into your business realities. This is Jerry Eisenhower, and you know what? I'm waiting to talk to you whenever you want to talk about how we can help you with the specific challenges that you feel you have in your business. And here's the thing, a phone call to talk, just like with Trevor, it doesn't cost you a dime, guys. So let's talk. We're waiting to hear from you. Cheryl's waiting to hear from you. However, we can help you grow in and realize your business dreams. And with that, we'll see you next week, or we'll talk to you next week, and we appreciate you joining us. It's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's a pleasure to be able to present to you in this manner each and every week. Talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us here each week at the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, sponsored by CVC Coaching, providing you the coaching and educational outreach services you need to move to your dream destination in business and in life.